Viking fans with Purple Mafia episode number 22. Today is Tuesday, January the 6th, 2009. And Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com and iTunes. And I thank you once again, each and every one of you, for downloading and listening to this wonderful program called Purple Mafia, Minnesota Vikings podcast here in the great state of Minnesota. Now, first and foremost, our show, again, is on thesportstuff.com. And on our website, we have several other podcasts along with mine and two other shows that, that I do, Brave the Wild and Timberwolves Explosion. On thesportstuff.com, we do have a message boards or forums or whatever you like to call it, now that there's multiple terms for that even. So there's always like 16 definitions for everything these days, some good, some bad. But I digress. As on the front page of thesportstuff.com, there is a button that says TSS Boards. Click on that. You'll be prompted to sign up, which is 100% free and 100% fun. That is how you can not only watch sports but get involved. You can interact with us podcasters, maybe even become one. It's up to you if you'd like to have your own show someday. Contact Dylan. uh, Record some... uh, Audio on Audacity, uh, turn it into an MP3, give it to Dylan Richardson. Dylan Richardson is our executive producer on thesportstuff.com and the creator of the whole enchilada. But yes, that also on the message boards, you can also interact, as I said, with us podcasters, and you can vote on the polls for my shows. haven't been doing them lately myself because I just... Haven't gotten to any poll ideas right now. I'm sure I could come up with one in like three seconds. I just don't feel like it right now <laughs> because a lot of the negativity going on in this town. Uh, I, I tend to post, focus too much on the negative, and I need to stop doing that. Even though this show is going to have some negativity in it because, well, the Vikings are done. The Vikings are done as they lose to the Philadelphia Eagles in the first round of the playoffs. Another home loss for the Minnesota Vikings in the first round of the playoffs. Fortunately, last time the Vikings made the playoffs, they did advance to the second round, which was nice, but not this time. And once again, we lose to the Philadelphia Eagles, as we did in the year 2004, in the second round in Philadelphia, this time in Minnesota. Philadelphia just gets the best of us again, as they tend to do that year in and year out. The final score, 26-14 to in favor of the Philadelphia Eagles. The Vikings scoring all of their points in the second quarter. It gave us hope, but they never led in this game, not once. So without further ado, I'm going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back to discuss that game, and then we will get into the National Football League playoffs, as once again, we are not going to only talk Vikings, we're going to talk about the NFL playoffs. And we'll get to that right after this. Here on the SportsStuff.com, we're bursting in blue with Timberwolves' explosion. Timberwolves fans, your show has arrived at last as we bring in a new era with Al Jefferson, Kevin Love, and Mike Miller. We're available on thesportstuff.com and also available on iTunes. Download and listen to in-depth and detailed coverage of your favorite team. Show your true blue and join this explosion of Timberwolves basketball. And we are back with Purple Mafia once again. 
Episode number 22, a reminder for iPod users. If you have that iPod shuffle, well, you don't really have a screen. So, episode number 22, Vikings eliminated by the Philadelphia Eagles. The commercial you just heard, Timberwolves explosion. Timberwolves fans, we haven't forgotten about you. Do check out my show on thesportstuff.com and iTunes, Timberwolves explosion. Alrighty, let's get to the game. Let's get to the game. Oh, goody, what a fun game this was for the Vikings. What a fun game. First and foremost, they nearly had a blackout as their uh, blackout deadline, you know, to sell out the game, was extended to Saturday afternoon. That's about, a, that's about as long an extension I've ever seen in my life. Uh, the Vikings used to have blackouts back in the uh, mid-'90s before a fellow by the name of Randy Moss came to this town. And we were about to have our first one since those days. Those evil days back when our team really was, <laughs> we couldn't really get anything done back in those days. Not a very interesting team at the time. Uh, fans hated ownership. They hated whoever was the quarterback, and they tended to hate whoever the coach was, though I wouldn't blame you if you hated Dennis Green. I just, I'm sorry, and I don't blame you. If you hate Brad Childress, who heard a lot of boo birds on this day? So not only the other birds, the Eagles, had their day, so did the Boo Birds. Brad Childress continuing his boring conservative offense, annoying fans to no end. And uh, <laughs> it's just the way it goes. Philadelphia 2-0 and against Brad Childress. So Andy Reid has gotten the best of his quote-unquote understudy, Brad Childress, the former quote-unquote offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles, who actually didn't even call the plays there in Philly. There was even an article saying that Brad Childress and Andy Reid don't really see eye-to-eye on how to run an offense. Well, that's why the Eagles won, right? Because I would have to say Andy Reid has a little better grasp on how to run an offense. Uh, Brian Westbrook is used very nicely. He made three catches, including a touchdown in this game. And uh, that, of course, late in the game, a 71-yard Catch and pretty much <laughs> lack of tackling, just all the above, just a well-designed play, but that's, of course, much later in the game. First and foremost, though, in the first quarter, just two David Aker field goals, a bunch of punting for the Vikings pretty much in that situation. Uh, Adrian Peterson luckily did not fumble in the game, at least for a change, <laughs> at least not a fumble loss, so thank God there. Um uh, Jared Allen was able to pick up two sacks in the game, and Napoleon Harris getting one sack. Uh, so Jared Allen, a factor in this game, not as much a factor in the last two games, to be honest with you. Jack Greenway leading us in tackles with ten total tackles in the game. So not too bad at all. From that vantage point, uh, Adrian Peterson did what he could. He did what he could, folks, on 20 rushes, 83 yards. And he got into the end zone twice. He broke loose on a 40-yard run in the game. That was nice, but it just never was enough. Never was enough. And uh, before I get too far ahead of myself, well, of course, the 40-yard gain was a touchdown in the second quarter. So that was the next point in the game. Fairly early, about four minutes into the second quarter, Adrian Peterson breaking loose for a 40-yard touchdown. That brought some hope to this fan base. Yeah, of course, a 6 nothing first quarter for the Eagles. It's like, you know, it's not insurmountable deficit or anything. It's not like, oh, God, we're done. But it's frustrating because this team just doesn't seem to be the, the team that can come back and get it done. 
Now, I know we did against the Carolina Panthers earlier in the year, but uh, I don't know. Steve doesn't not have that kind of energy on this particular day. Uh, the Eagles on the ensuing drive, able to carve out a, a scoring drive yet again. This one was a chip shot 31-yarder for David Akers, who never misses. David Akers never misses. Um, but it was 9-7, to so it's like, okay, could be worse. As the Vikings led the game. Actually, they did lead the game for a short time. I was wrong. Yeah, they led it by one point for for four minutes, three and a half minutes. Whoop, yippee ki They basically, <laughs> uh, basically didn't lead in the game. I mean, who cares, you know, right? Three and a half minutes, and the next drive, it didn't even matter. Because what then happened on the drive immediately after that, David Akers' field goal? Well, not immediately, but <laughs> Asante Samuel was able to intercept Tavares Jackson on just a brilliant play by Tavares Jackson, just a spectacular throw. Asante Samuel made him look like a fool, returned the ball for 44 yards. David Akers, of course, not going to miss the extra point. He never will. And then it was 16-7, to and a lot of people here in Minnesota were thinking, oh, boy, here we go. It's not looking good at all now. This Philadelphia Eagles defense is not something Tavares Jackson has been too successful on this particular day. And, uh, yeah, Asante Samuel, the former New England Patriot, did a lot of, pa- you know, broke up a lot of passes, lots of interceptions with the New England Patriots over the years, now doing that with the Philadelphia Eagles, especially on this particular day. Luckily, four minutes later, Adrian Peterson was able to finish a solid drive with the Minnesota Vikings, a more driven drive. This gave us some hope. Going into halftime, with about two minutes left to go in the half, Adrian Peterson was able to complete the drive. It's a little three-yard uh, rush up the middle, and there we go. Finally, 16-14, to 14, Vikings still trail, of course, but there is some hope going into the half, going into the going into halftime. Thank God, as the Vikings do stop the Eagles from getting anything, adding to their lead on that final drive by the Philadelphia Eagles. But, folks, the third quarter was a big nothing, a big nothing, a complete letdown for this team. Tavares Jackson was inaccurate all day, a quarterback rating of 45.4 on the day. His completion percentage, 43%. And everybody in this town knew Tavares Jackson had to be excellent on this particular day if the Vikings were going to win, and he sucked, as did Brad Childers with the play calling um, people here are sick of Brad Childress, and uh, this was just not our day at all. This was not our day here in Minnesota. Donovan McNabb, good enough as he always is. He completed. He, he had a completion percentage of 68, 300 even yards, quarterback rating of 93, including what would become a 71-yard touchdown to Brian Westbrook. And that's Brian Westbrook's game. As, of course, in the third quarter, nobody scored, as I said. Just a bunch of three-and-outs back and forth, a lot of punting on both sides. Thank God the Vikings defense kept us in the game. (sighs) But with six minutes and 37 seconds to go in the game, this is where you take your beverage or whatever it is, (laughs) if you're at the game or at home, whatever your beverage is, if it's pop or beer or whatever, you throw it at the ground or throw it at the TV, get up and walk away. Was when Donovan McNabb hit Westbrook on the screen, he escaped for what was would become a 71-yard touchdown. Nobody, I mean, there was just bad defense on this play. It was just for some reason, 
everybody just looked bad on this one. Antoine Winfield missed what could have been a sure tackle on that drive. Just did not work out for the Vikings. 23-14 with only about six and a half minutes to go. It's over, folks. It's over. It is over. And then uh, four minutes later, David Akers is able to completely ice it with a 45-yard field goal. That's when you can just kiss it goodbye. Vikings offense accomplishes absolutely nothing. Once again, on two drives, attempts to close out the game, 26-14. to And uh, the bad news is Brad Childress is not going to get fired as Zygmunt Wilf, Ziggy Wilf, uh, is made a promise that Brad Childress is going to be back. Now, we all know things can change. I don't think I buy Jerry Jones' promise that Wade Phillips is going to stick around there. I don't know if I buy that, stick, in, stick around in Dallas. But, um, yeah, they won the division, and a lot of the other sportscasters in town, like Paul Allen and KFAN and others, believe that there's no way. You can't fire Brad Childress after a division championship. But, folks, this team underachieved this year. If you want my opinion, I think they underachieved under Brad Childress, and I think they could achieve a lot more with a better game plan than this guy brings. And, yes, a better quarterback than Tavares Jackson. I mean, I didn't. I'm sorry, folks. When I was saying if I didn't live in Minnesota, I would pick Philadelphia in this game. Of course I would. I would have picked Philadelphia in this game if I didn't live in Minnesota. I couldn't trust Tavares Jackson going into this game. I understand some of you like him and you're a fan of his because he's got a good arm and he's very mobile. And when he's hot, he's hot. Like, when he's playing really well, he could carry a team, believe it or not, like he did against the Cardinals and the Detroit Lions. He was instant offense. But uh, it didn't last. It didn't last. He got smacked in the mouth against Atlanta and has never recovered to this point with three underwhelming games. Atlanta, New York, and Philadelphia. And uh, luckily, we won by one point over the Giants. Otherwise, we would have never been 10-6. and six. Uh, We would have still made the playoffs, sure. But, yeah, whatever. It would, we would have gone in, you know, walking backwards. We would have walked in backwards like we did in 2004. So that's pretty much all she wrote. Uh, if you want my opinion, I would feel a lot more confident next season with a new coach and new quarterback. Not sure how that's going to go. Not sure at all. Brett Favre might be available, as there's a lot of infighting over there in New York. But do we really want him as he pretty much was a Barry Bonds for the New York Giants? He pretty much separated himself from the team the whole season, just acted like it was about him and not about the team. So that's unfortunate to hear, as it looked like he provided some energy for that organization, a almost dead organization last season. But uh, so be it. We'll just see what happens. Uh, obviously, the guy's got an ego, Favre, so don't think he'll be here. Uh, Derek Anderson was rumored a lot of last year, the uh, Browns were asking too much. Maybe his, maybe their asking price will be significantly lower now that Brady Quinn, the golden boy, as they call him, has taken over. And uh, Anderson had such a poor year. Yeah, of course, his stock is going to be a lot lower. But I don't know. Do we trust him either? So who knows what's going to happen with this team at the quarterback position? That is a lot of questions. That is the biggest question going into this offseason. And I'm going to continue to keep up, obviously, and cover this team and bring you shows as news comes out, as there will not probably be a – this show will probably not be on weekly after the Super Bowl, but uh, we are going to absolutely go weekly during these playoffs. So I'm going to take a quick break, and we are going to talk about round one, the wild card round of the playoffs, 
after this. Here on the sportstuff.com, we're toughing up on Brave the Wild with Paladino. Join me, Paladino, as we brave the Minnesota Wild Hockey Club on our way to the playoffs. We're available on the sportstuff.com and iTunes. The boogeyman, Derek Bugard, says you better listen or he just might drop the gloves. Call up your courage and brave the wild with your buddy, Paladino Joey. And we are back once again here on Purple Mafia, episode number 22. You're the best of my three shows. Well, (laughs) the highest rated. Hey, I appreciate all of you out there for keeping the ratings high. And definitely tell your friends about this show, as the more the merrier, absolutely, and absolutely get them to sign up on thesportstuff.com, as it's free, nothing wrong with free, everybody wants something for free, just like this podcast is free on iTunes to subscribe to. Alrighty, as is uh, the previous show you just heard, Brave the Wild, Minnesota Wild podcast, same deal, do check it out. Alrighty, well, the three other games last weekend were Arizona, Atlanta, Indianapolis, San Diego, and Baltimore and Miami. Fun stuff, right? Fun stuff. And we're going to get into the first of two Saturday night games. These, of course, before the Sunday games. Duh, right? <laughs> you know, Vikings and Baltimore. Vikings, Philadelphia, and then Baltimore, Miami. Yep. Well, who on this earth would think the uh, Arizona Cardinals were going to beat the 11-5 and Atlanta Falcons? The Arizona Cardinals, who absolutely went backwards into the postseason this year, as they just totally fell apart other than the final game of the season. And Atlanta going in, a determined, young, talented team. Well, it didn't work out for the Atlanta Falcons on this particular day. Matt Ryan, the numbers are okay. Unattempted, he attempted 40 passes, completed 26, two touchdowns, two interceptions for about 200 yards. Not too bad, not good. Kurt Warner getting another playoff victory under his belt in his career. He has had a lot of playoff success in his career. 271 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Um, Arizona Cardinals in the second round, believe it or not. Uh, Warner was able to hit Larry Fitzgerald early in the game, 42-yard touchdown, and then a bomb to Anquan Bolden, 71 yards. Gotta love that. That's my favorite Arizona Cardinal, Anquan Bolden. So both of the super, super receivers getting involved in this particular day. Uh, just a tough day for Matt Ryan. Entrell Roll getting it done for the Arizona Cardinals. Ryan fumbling, Roll recovering. That was bad news for the Falcons at that point as the uh, Cardinals then pretty much took over. After that, they were down. The Falcons had a shot to get something going, but not after Andrew Roll was able to score that touchdown. Uh, Falcons were actually winning the game for a little while. Arizona, that was the play of the game, though, for them. Tim Hightower adding, adding a goal line touchdown, and then uh, Matt Ryan trying to keep the Falcons in the game was able to hit Roddy White. That's their best receiver to make it 24 to 30, but that was it. That was it. Arizona was able to kill time. Atlanta not able to get it done on their final drive. So that's all she wrote. So I was wrong about that one. 
So there's my first failure when it comes to a pick in the uh, when I'm picking somebody in the first round. Uh, so I was basically two and two. I took Philadelphia over Minnesota. I did, unfortunately. I wish I didn't, but I did. <laughs> I couldn't help it, folks. I didn't really want to be right. I wanted to be wrong there, but I had to take him. I had to take him. Travis Jackson in the playoffs. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I can't see it, and we didn't see it. Uh, Indianapolis, winners of nine straight games. Goes to San Diego, who also had been on fire. Three straight games, they were able to overtake the collapsing Denver Broncos and win the division, right? So which hot team comes out of this? As I picked, remember last week, I picked the winner of this game is going to win the AFC. And I'm forced to stick with it. Even though the 8-8 eight and eight San Diego Chargers won this game in overtime, 23-17, to 17, i got to go with the San Diego Chargers winning the AFC because, <laughs> hey, you know, these two teams on fire, and they duked it out. It was an amazing game. Of course, as I said, went to overtime, as you saw. Um, unbelievable. Unbelievable game. Unfortunately, though, I'm probably going to be wrong about the Chargers going to the Super Bowl because LaDainian Tomlinson most likely will not play in the second round. Darren Sproles, though, of the San Diego Chargers, filled in extremely well. 105 yards, two touchdowns for the Chargers. The running back, Darren Sproles, as that was really good news. Reggie Wayne with 130 yards and a touchdown. He was the top player for Indianapolis along with the MVP, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning wins the MVP again, so good for him. Uh, Phillip Rivers didn't even play particularly well in this game, a quarterback rating of 62 and an interception. So go figure. Go figure. The Chargers are very fortunate to once again have a strong running back to back up LaDainian Tomlinson like they did last year with Michael Turner, who, of course, exploded this year. Fantasy football's MVP, he exploded this year in Atlanta. So we'll see what happens with the San Diego Chargers as they will play Pittsburgh next week. The other game, or no, they will play, excuse me. Yeah, they're going to play Pittsburgh. Sorry, I'm all mixed up right now. Uh, Baltimore and Miami. Baltimore and Miami. I, I picked Baltimore in this game, even though they have a rookie quarterback who's not all that spectacular. Um, you look at his passing, 9 of 23. That's terrible. But, uh, hey, you know, they, he's good enough to get it done. 11-5 and five, Baltimore Ravens take out the also 11-5 and five Miami Dolphins, 27-9. to nine. Miami did not accomplish anything pretty much in this game offensively. They could do nothing against this incredible Baltimore defense. I mean, they still have that great defense. This team could go all the way, believe it or not. They could. So right now I'm thinking it's going to be Baltimore-San Diego in the AFC Championship game. Uh, yeah, I'd be pretty weird, but I, I have a good feeling that could happen. I don't have much faith in Tennessee or Pittsburgh, so there you go. Uh, LeBron McLean adding a touchdown in this game as he continues to play good football, despite the fact he's a kind of a big lumbering guy, but he, he came 75 yards and a touchdown, got it done. He lost a fumble in the game, though, so i got to make that note. Ronnie Brown and Ricky Williams rendered borderline useless in this game other than the six catches for 43 yards and a touchdown by Ronnie Brown. So at least he got that done. But, uh, yeah, you shut down that Miami running game, they're done, you know. <laughs> Even though Pennington's a good player, but it, when it's forced all only on him, he, he he's not going to win a game for you. 
especially against this Baltimore defense, is forcing Pennington into four interceptions on 38 pass attempts and three sacks also for the Baltimore Ravens in this particular game. And, of course, can't forget their running game, as I mentioned, McLean and McGahee stepping it up, believe it or not, against the other duo, Ronnie Brown and Ricky Williams. So Baltimore, a convincing victory, and, yes, I can definitely see them advancing again. And we're just going to have to see what happens after that. As that's pretty much your first round deal at this particular time. That is my analysis on the first round of the NFL playoffs. Um, yeah, I definitely see New York and Carolina winning their games. And I do see Baltimore and San Diego winning their games. I know I'm crazy. You're going to probably make fun of me for that one. But, hey, I call it as I see it, folks. I call it as I see it. There is nothing anybody can do to make me change my mind at this particular time. Baltimore is going to Tennessee. And Pittsburgh is, or San Diego is going to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I can definitely see, believe it or not, I can see San Diego upsetting Pittsburgh in this game. Uh, they may not, but we're going to have to see what happens. New York and Philadelphia, that is going to be a classic game. Though I do see the defending Super Bowl champions pulling it out, a classic close game for the New York Giants. And I think Arizona's play a season will come to a massive halt, a painful halt in Carolina. I think the Carolina Panthers go to the NFC Championship game to play against the world champion New York Giants. So those are my opinions there. Baltimore are going to beat Tennessee because I, I don't think Tennessee is as good as other people do. I think they're going to, I think the season's going to come to a screeching halt right away. I hate to say it, but that's how I see it. And with that, well, I'm going to call it, I'm going to call it a show at this particular time as there's really not much else to say on the Minnesota Vikings at this particular time other than, hey, we need to address the quarterback position. Uh, there's talks about Darren Sharper and Matt Burke could be gone. That would be pretty bad to lose those two guys. You lose the captain of your offensive line, and you lose one of, one of the captains of your sec, of, of your defense, you know, the captain of the secondary, Darren Sharper. That would be a painful loss despite the fact he had a down season. I mean, there's no doubt about it that Darren Sharper had a down season. Uh, Matt Burke... Had a lame fumble in the game, also. As uh, I don't know. I mean, you don't you don't let him go over that though. So we're just gonna have to see what happens with this team. Hopefully, we'll have some good news for you in the coming weeks regarding the off season. Other than that, we're gonna have a show next week to talk about the divisional playoff round. Uh, these should be some really really good games this coming weekend. I hope you enjoy them, as I will, and we'll talk to you. For episode number 23, divisional playoff round conversation next week. Take care, and once again, Happy New Year to those of you out there. As of course, this is the first show in the year 2009. We'll talk to you. Take care. <laughs>